welcome to the Poem of the Week. Each week, our poems are intended to help you practice the best, most current medicine by alerting you to studies that could change your practice. As usual, our host this week is National Public Radio's Dr. Michael Wilkes and Essential Evidence Senior Editor Dr. Mark Abel. Gentlemen. Hello, Mark. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? This next poem that you found has gotten a lot of attention. It was published in JAMA. It's been all over the news, but uh, it relates to aspirin. Um, and in part, aspirin has not lived up to its promise for primary prevention. Uh, cardiovascular disease and cancer, leading cause of death worldwide. Both of them, uh, the thinking was that aspirin may provide some benefit. Aspirin produces important reductions in cardiovascular morbidity and mortality among survivors of a wide range of occlusive cardiovascular events, including coronary artery disease and myocardial infarction and stroke. As we'll see, though, that, that really is for a subset of patients who already have disease. Aspirin produces a clinically relevant antiplatelet effect. It apparently irreversibly acetylates the active site of cyclooxygenase 1, also called COX-1, which is required for the production of thromboxane A2. Some of you will remember that's a powerful promoter of a platelet aggregation. All that's required to do all of this wonderful stuff is 81 milligrams. Higher doses of aspirin have other effects, such as plucking prostaglandin and providing analgesics, etc. In cancer prevention, for which the data is also very weak, the anti-cancer effects of aspirin are a little bit less clear, at least uh, to me. Many uh, involve sort of blocking some sort of prostaglandin pathway. So the secondary prevention of heart disease, that is the process of stopping disease that's already started before symptoms worsen, the absolute benefits of low-dose aspirin to prevent occlusive events is significant. It's far greater than the absolute risk of major bleeding, but that's for secondary prevention. In primary prevention, among healthy people, the benefit to harm ratio is a little bit less clear. This is the topic of today's poem published in JAMA 2022. For those that want to follow, it starts on page 1577. It attempts to answer the question, should primary care clinicians recommend low-dose aspirin for the primary prevention of cardiovascular disease in people over the age of 60? Mark, what did they find? Yeah, this is interesting, and I'm, I'm not sure I completely agree with this, and I, I was on the task force uh, years ago from 2012 to 2016. And at that time, we voted on the older aspirin recommendation. And since then, around that time, there were a bunch of studies published that have really changed the landscape, I think. And so the task force did find evidence that low-dose aspirin uh, reduces cardiovascular events, no evidence that it reduces mortality, either cardiovascular or all-cause, uncertainty, as you said, around colorectal cancer, and of course, definite harms like major bleeding events, uh, hemorrhagic strokes and those sorts of things. And those harms increase as people get older. The new recommendation includes considering aspirin. It's a B recommendation for high-risk individuals at age 40, B or C, I think it's actually a C. Yeah, it's a C recommendation for high-risk individuals age 40 to 60. If they're 60 and older, they recommend against starting aspirin. For people who are already taking aspirin or choosing to start taking aspirin, they say, stop, certainly don't do it older than 75 years. The 
The American Heart Association says they're also recommending shared decision-making only in high-risk adults uh, age 40 to 70 who are not at an increased risk of bleeding. The European Society of Cardiology a few years ago came out and said, nope, or nine, or nada, or non to uh, aspirin for primary prevention in all patients. <clears throat> and we did a uh, meta-analysis a couple of years ago, and we compared the four large new studies with the older literature. And I think the, the mistake, I'll say the mistake the task force made was they just lumped together studies done in the 1980s with studies done in the 2000s and 2010s. And in this modern era, we're doing much better <clears throat> at screening for colon cancer, at treating hypertension, at treating hyperlipidemia. And I think there's just less left over for aspirin to do. And I think if you combine all of the studies, it, it's a misleading picture because it's incorporating ancient data with these really well-done modern trials. And I think really the focus should be on those four newer trials. And when we looked at those, the benefits and harms were pretty evenly balanced. There really wasn't a net benefit. So Bottom line, in this updated review, the task force recommends against starting low-dose aspirin in adults 60 and older. They recommend shared decision-making uh, for people 40 to 59 with a greater than 10% risk of cardiovascular events over the next 10 years and who don't have an increased risk of bleeding. Uh, the European Society, did they officially say nine, nope, nada? Yeah, well, I think it's it's all the more languages. There are even more languages. Yet, I think might have been in there as well. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so uh, pr presumably, you, you sort of uh, beat around the bush, but presumably the reason that all these organizations are saying stop at some up, upper age limit, 70 or 75, is it, it's at that point that the risk of bleeding becomes so much greater than the risk of benefit that yeah. it doesn't make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And and when they've done sub-analyses where they've done individual patient meta-analysis and looked at only um, patients who were 70 and older or 75 and older, they found um, no net benefit. And, you know, basically the harms were increasing and the benefits, <clears throat> you know, there's just less to gain. Um, if you're preventing a heart attack in an 80-year-old, there's less life years to, to gain from that than there would be in a 50-year-old or a 40-year-old. Thanks, Mark. Very interesting. We'll talk with you again in a week. Sounds great. Well, that's this week's poem. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to read this and other recent poems, please go to www.essentialevidence.com. And please join us again next week for another medical poem. 